previewing day two of the 2024 Reese's Senior Bowl. Players with the most to gain quarterbacks, Michael Penix, Bo Nick, Spencer Rattler, Joe Milton. We're going to talk about all of these guys and more coming up next. You are locked on NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout and a senior draft analyst. And guys, thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. I got to kick this thing over to my guy, Mr. LSU himself, Keith Sanchez. You can find him, follow him on X at The Talent Code. You talk to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, 2019 national champ. With those LSU Bingo Tigers, man, on the other side to this dynamic duel that we like to call the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, where we talk everything college football, we talk everything NFL football. But like we like to say, man, everything starts with the NFL Draft. And I know that's exactly why you're tapping into the show, man. If you're watching on YouTube, yes, you are not tripping, man. Your eyes are not deceiving yourself. We are together, man. We are together at the Reese's Senior Bowl. So you're getting this show, man. Uh, we in tandem, right? We're right here so we can go off each other's energy. We're going to have some really good conversations. Hopefully, DP doesn't say anything too crazy because I'm going to give him a crazy look on this YouTube channel. But DP, man, listen, we're talking about prospects most to gain heading into day two of the recent season. But then we're going to talk about prospects with the most to lose because we have to talk about those guys that, listen, you went neutral, right? You didn't do good. You didn't do bad, but if you do another one of these, it's going to turn bad, right? Like we say, just two neutrals, I feel like, turns into a negative. It, it should, right? And then we're going to wrap this thing up with just simply a recap, man, heading on what we're going to talk about. And we're going to talk, honestly, you know what I want to do, DP? I want to talk about some defensive prospects. Let's talk about some defensive prospects to wrap this up. We have to show our defensive guys love. But before we get into that, DP, why don't you hit them with our title sponsor? Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 back in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Keith, we start with the quarterbacks, right? The big name guys, right? And for me, with the players the most to gain, and we talked about it on, on last night's episode, right? Re, you know, recapping day one. What did I say? Felt like the guys were playing tight. They weren't playing loose. They weren't playing their brand of football, right? Michael Penix and Spencer Rattler, to me, looked the best out of the whole group, right? But still, I, I did not feel like they were practicing the way we've seen them play on tape. So we want to see that type of, that next step forward for them and like playing loose. And I think for, for me, Michael Penix has a lot to gain, right? You know, everybody's talking about how the national championship championship game went, right? He's like, Michigan got to him. The pressure got to him. He didn't do anything with his legs. He didn't create. He didn't look like the same Michael Pence we saw a week before versus Texas and against Oregon the times he's played, right? Let's see that Michael Penix return. I want to see that version of him. And I think Spencer Rattler has a lot to gain too, Keith. Uh, and the reason why I liked what I saw from him, he missed a couple throws throws early in, in, in the session, right, in one-on-ones and stuff like that. But then we got the team drill and, and just him quickly diagnosing and getting through reads getting to this check down, getting to his guys. And for me, that's what I want to see him do. I want to see him improve on that. But he's Bo Nix. 
I think Bo Nix got a lot to prove That's too. Bad, I don't. I never said that. I never said that. What, what, what did you see from Bo Nix? I saw. It's kind of what I saw on tape. I saw a guy that got the check down, would hit the guys that were open underneath, hit the first read, but then I saw a guy that like the deep ball in team drill and in in one on ones, it wasn't accurate. And it's like, okay, yes, he can get to you. Scheme up that first read, he can get it to, get it to to that person. You know, you know what it looks like for Bo Nix at times, man. That it at times it doesn't appear that he's confident in his deep ball accuracy. And what he's doing is is throwing the football to an area and not trying to like, hey, I know exactly where I'm gonna drop this over. Like it, it appears that he doesn't have a thousand percent confidence in. I'm gonna throw this ball right here, and it's gonna be a completion, right? It seems like more of let me get it out there and get it to an area. And I know you consistently talked about the Oregon offense, right? With wide receivers running open, that works when wide receivers are open. But when you talk about the next level, uh, it's not gonna be wide receivers running wide open in the NFL. DP, I want to go back to the Michael Penix conversation, right? Because we talked about him having the most of the game. This is one thing I noticed, and I will give him pre- credit. We talk about day one, right? We've been extremely critical of him on a run movement right just standing in a pocket but what i did notice is that he was under center he was under center and when he had play action stuff right it was boot stuff or you know just just selling run heavy and then had that three layer type situation right he was able to go through it and he didn't look bad it looked like he can effectively execute it and so the reason i'm saying that is that Heading into the draft process, you say, hey, this guy's going to line up and shotgun 90% of the time, right? And then that kind of X's out some teams that could potentially draft you, right? But him showing that he can be effective on the center, that opens up every Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, disciple that is, right, as far as just being, uh, you know, head coaches and OCs, and they, they, they may find something there. So that opens up to more teams. DP, I, I'll say this, man. The most of the game, it just was simply – disappointing and i would say from the perspective of y'all definitely have something to gain because what you don't want is caleb williams drake me jj mccarthy Jaden daniels they win by not doing anything you came here to compete to elevate your draft stock right so that's why i look at this and i say you have the most to gain because you can't let those guys win but not doing nothing, in, but not doing anything at all. So that, that's where I'm kind of at with the quarterbacks is that you got to push this thing forward and make those guys, you know, come Thursday, right? And be like, man, I should have went down to the senior bowl and competed, right? Or you don't want them to sit at home and be like, I didn't have to go. God did a okay. Yeah, I'm good. They did what they did. I'm chilling. My draft stock is exactly where it needs to be. No, 100%. I think Michael Pratt, <clears throat> you know, has, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Oh man, I think Michael Pratt and and even Sam Hartman can can really help elevate their stocks, right? Oh. All every single one of them. So you think about with Sam how or Sam um um Hartman, I'm sorry. At the end of the day, we Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant, right? He's in the Super Bowl, okay, with a ready-made team. Okay. You think about teams that are trying to build something like that. And they don't feel like, man, well, we're not going to be able to get the toolsy quarterback, the guy with the high ceiling, but we can get a guy that can run this offense, be efficient, things like that. Sam Hartman's a guy that can do those things, right? And one thing I, I appreciate about him, for those who don't know, is Sam Hartman. At quarterback, he, before he transferred to Notre Dame, he was at uh, Wake Forest. And Wake Forest ran that slow, deep mesh RPO. What did that make him comfortable with? Muddy pockets, bodies around his feet. Whereas, like, you know what? Doesn't matter. I can get the ball out. Is it going to be with the most velocity, or arm talent? Because I can't 
change my footwork and step into the throw. No, but that level of comfort is big for him, man. I think Michael Pratt, I want to see him like stack a day, like get better, um, you know, bring down the trajectory of some of these passes. I felt like he was trying to show off the arm talent instead of just throwing naturally like we've seen him. And I you know when he was warming up, his, his mechanics looked good and everything. Ball was low. But then a couple getting to the practice, some his passes were high. I think State has got those guys were jacked up. I think he can do a lot for himself for a team that's looking for a good solid quarterback to add to their roster. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm agree with you 100. percent And guess what, man? We have practice in probably about an hour, so we're rolling right now, man. We're putting this thing up, giving you guys this content, and obviously we'll be back with the day two recap, right? But DP, I want to keep transitioning, right? And I want to talk about I want to talk about just prospects to lose. But we've consistently talked about Tank Dell. Puka Nakua, Dontavian Wicks, Jaden Reed, right? I want to talk about these wide receivers that we talked about, right? We talk about Malachi Corley, Javon Baker, um, all of these wide receivers that we talked about heading into the senior bowl. Which wide receiver prospects have the most to lose, right? What, what guys cannot have repeat performances from day one? Um, we're going to have this conversation coming up next. Passion, drive, patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance, peak condition from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and so much more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you get your money back, all right? So because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Keep your ride ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Wide receivers with the most to lose on day two of senior bowl practice. Keith, I got to do it in North Carolina. Tez Walker, a guy that, you know, came into first round. Yeah. First, I've seen him in mock drafts, Keith. I've seen him in the mock draft. People are saying that he is a first round wide receiver. And I think it's crazy just because it's, it's so much left there that needs to be ironed out. Right. And, and you're talking about route running. The route tree is, is, is limited. You know, listen at 6'2", 200 pounds. He doesn't look 200 pounds to me in person. He looks a little bit more, a little, a lot thinner, to be honest with you, than what I saw on tape. But the speed is still there. He can get vertical. That's his, that's his bread and butter. But he can lose a lot if he cannot get off the line of scrimmage, right? I think Cam Hart uh, had good. I think I tweeted the clip out being on the sideline watching Cam Hart have uh, great coverage against him. There was a couple guys that were able to get on the line of scrimmage. And one of the, my things, one of the biggest things that I, my biggest takeaways and concerns about his tape that I put on in my scouting report over at the Draft Network, it was getting off press coverage. When guys get their hands into him and get their hands fitting into his, into his pads, sideline side like it's just like they're they're able to to dead like dead that rep, like kill that rep immediately, right? And you think about the NFL. Timing based, they you know, if you're not like quick, if you don't win, they take you out the progression. The quarterback's oh well, he's not open, and he's probably not gonna get open. Like, this is not gonna, I'm not gonna stare at this route and or at you work off a of press, right? So I think that's a big thing, Keith. That I, I need I think Tez Walker has to come out here on day two and show better route running, better separation that isn't just takeoff routes. 
nine routes, goal routes. You gotta be able to win in multiple ways, and I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with another um guy that his name has been all over the place, right? You seen some first round, and this is a guy that's been comped to Debo Samuel, right? And that is wide receiver from Western Kentucky, Malachi Cole, who I believe everybody was excited to see, to watch, right? And I think this is a guy that came in at what 200 pounds. So the 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 thought of this is a thicker wide receiver prospect, right? It showed. But also when you watch the film, DP, what did we kind of see? Like, okay, he runs vertically really well. He runs in a straight line really well. Where are the routes, right? And today we started to see him to attempt to run those other routes, DP. And guess what? It wasn't, I, I'll say this, that there, there was some back and forth, right? You still have questions about it. So when, you, when you, you look at it from that perspective, this is the conversation. And we kind of had this conversation with Jim, right? Is that this, listen, I, I'm, I'm all for the Debo Samuel Esquire receivers. Adds another element to the game, right? Like if you can do those type of things, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm, I, I win how you win, right? But the thing is this, that, Debo Sammy has been in the league six, seven, somewhere around there, right? Like six, seven years. And we've probably thrown that Debo Samuel label to probably about 10 wide receivers over the past <laughs> six, seven years, right? And guess what? There's only one Debo Samuel, right? So so I, I don't know if you feel comfortable with saying, I'm going to draft this guy as Debo Samuel, right? And because this is the other part. Not only has nobody played to that level, right? But what offense has used Debo Samuel? I mean, used the wide receiver like the 49ers used Debo Samuel. So, um, yeah, definitely Malachi Coyle is definitely somebody that has to be um, looked into to kind of see where he's at. And I want to, I'm, I'm going to go to another wide receiver, DP. And that is Jaquan Jackson, the wide receiver from Tulane, who a lot of people are excited about, man. You guys who listen to the, um, the, the senior bowl video with Jim Nagy, right? He talked about, I, I forgot who he compared Jaquan to. Was it Zay, Zay Flowers, right? So, and, and listen, I, he's a guy that I was rather excited about. And there just was no presence. And I, the interesting part was, was that when I watched him on film, DP, he was a wide receiver that at the top of the route, he's a guy that I would have pegged to been able to separate easily. But he looked a little confused. I'm not going to lie. His footwork at the top of the route was not efficient. And it kind of allowed defensive backs to kind of stay in phase because it was a lot of, I don't know if it was extra steps or him struggling to read leverages on wide receiver, right, or not stemming properly. But he definitely has to get that cleaned up because, listen, production-wise, and, and listen, we, you know we're not 100% just all production, right? But it's going to factor in when you're a wide receiver entering the NFL draft, and I believe you had 400 yards. Right. That's that's not much, especially in today's college football. Some wide receivers, they'll they'll go for 250 in a game. Right. And so you win an entire season with just 400 yards. So definitely Jaquan Jackson. No. And I think that's like that's big, Keith, because at the end of the day, like when you especially when you get a Zay Flowers cup, like that's tough. And and listen, you're talking about Zay Flowers. Before the AFC championship. Right, right. And he, he, five, he finished with five catches, 115 yards. Like, you know what I mean? He just had to fumble as a rookie trying to make a play. And it's fine, right? It happens. We get veterans do it. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm not even going like harp on that young man. But still, like, you know, I agree with you. Ja- Jaquan Jackson's footwork and different things just didn't measure up to what I was like, hoping to see. Um, and, and everything, I think he... It was some one-on-one reps. I was just like, mm, he didn't he he didn't get open. Yeah, it just, and I just didn't know what something. was going on. You didn't know if it was not enough or if it was too much. Yeah, yeah. No, no, one hundred percent. So I think and, and I think we talked about him on last on last night's episode. A guy that that 
to me, has to come out here on today and handle business, Johnny Wilson. You know what I mean? 6'6", 237, 240. You got like, you know what I mean? You don't get me wrong. He did rebound after a couple drops. But again, those drops were even against air. It wasn't even the defense on the field. Like, he wasn't going against, you know, cornerbacks. It was just him running routes. Yeah, real quick. I, I would say this, that I think a lot of people, and we talked to guys pre-practice, right? And it was like, man, that Johnny Wilson. That, that Johnny Wilson. Yeah. That Johnny Wilson, he had an okay day. I think the expectation was for him to be dominant. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. Day one, they wanted him to be dumb. We all wanted him to be dominant, right? But I watched him against, you know, a 5'10", 5'11", Andrew Phillips from Kentucky, and I didn't see him dominate that rep physically. And I'm like, no, Johnny, I need to see you dominate these reps, right? You know, this young man shouldn't be able to play chest to chest and be in your hip without you chicken winging him and him going flying across the field. Like, I need you to be that big 6'6", 240-pound mismatch that you are. So you're talking about a receiver that if he does not pick it up today on day two of practice and really assert himself, it could hurt his draft stock, Keith. Yeah, I, I think it, it will in – I think this though, I think there still is a floor for him, mm-hmm. right? I, I don't I don't know if I see him falling out of the third round, but you're here to become a first rounder. Yeah. And I I struggled even when I gave him a grade just watching the film, right? And obviously on the film, he dropped the ball a couple of times, but I struggled with high second, late first, high second, late first, right? But you don't want to start the conversation of high third, late second, right? You don't want to start that conversation to where it kind of flips. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely with you, with Johnny Wilson. But, DP, listen, man, we've, we've talked so many offensive guys, DP, and you know that bothers me. I know you're, you're a former running back. You like talking your offensive guys, but I'm a defensive guy at heart, DP. So we want to get into these defensive prospects, man, with – Kind of have something to lose, right? They came out here, and like we said, man, you can't double down on neutral days, right? You got to be out here to make you some money. So coming up next, man, we're going to talk about some of these defensive players that potentially have something to lose heading into day two of the Reese's Senior Bowl practice coming up next. Happy Super Bowl Sunday to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. One thing I love uh, about Super Bowl Sunday is the game itself. It's exciting. It's riveting. There's a lot of action, and you get to see big-time players make big-time plays in a big-time game. Guys, you want to talk about super bets? The fact, one of my favorite bets right now is the fact that the San Francisco 49ers are one-and-a-half-point favorites over the reigning defending Super Bowl champions with Patrick Mahomes and those Kansas City Chiefs. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a dub or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Defensive prospects, day two, with the most to gain as well as lose. But before that, guys, thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our every day. But those defensive prospects, keys, I think for me, I want to start from a good note, right? Guys that have the most to gain, I think Braden Fisk, one of your guys, one of your guys out of, out of Florida State, right? Uh, defensive lineman that says 6'3", 295, 31-inch arms, right? A 77, 4'8 um, wingspan. And, Keith, one thing I, I, I remember watching him day one, 
and I saw the flashes, the stuff that we saw on tape, right? You're talking about quick wins, quick hands, just like literally displacing this guy and getting into the backfield. That quickness, that first step, that burst, that ability to threaten the face of a the, the, the interior offensive line and get into the face of the quarterback, it's no quicker way to get to the quarterback than north and south. And I think for him, he's got a lot to gain in a in a defensive interior defensive line class that has Jerzon Newton, Byron Murphy the second, Ruka Rororo, Tyler Davis. It's a lot of guys, man. It's a lot of those kind of three tech-ish guys in this class. And I think Braden Fisk fits that mold and he can really help us, especially with a Ruka Ororo that's not here, right? Like he got that backed out of the event. Um, for whatever reason it was, and Keith also Jalen Simpson, the safety nickel corner from Auburn, right? A, a young man that had probably had the not even probably he had the best celebration of day one where he caused a, a pass breakup. And he did, if you've ever seen you know JC Horn, any of these corners in the NFL and in college, they, they pull a seatbelt down. It's called you know that that lockdown, they strapped them in, right? That seatbelt treatment. And he had he did it just in really slow motion in real motion. No, legit. He pointed to the sky. I thought he was giving glory to to the Most High. I didn't know what was going on. Then I saw. I said, "Oh man, he's going to the to the strap. He's going to the seatbelt." But I think he can really have something to gain. But real to flip it, Keith, to who got something that they could lose? Lay two law two, right? I think lay two law two has to come out when you are when you are a projected top twelve pick. This and we even said like he's the most polished pass rusher in this class, right? None of these guys, none of the other guys have the handwork and hand usage and technique that he has. But if you're not dominant out here, right? What did, what did I say? What did we say when we talked about when we previewed this? He saw Jordan Morgan at Arizona. He saw Talise Fuaga. What happened day one? Talise Fuaga had had some had had success against him again. Right, he tried to break cross his face. Talise Fuaga went with him and then tossed him into the dirt. You got to come out here and be that dominant player. You know what I mean? You got to because if not, then you can see your stock. We already know you don't have thirty-three inch arms, right? And if that continues to show up out here today and even in, you know into tomorrow, but just for today, day two, if that continues to show up, Keith, his stock could drop. I, I think that's such an interesting conversation, DP, with Leitu Latu. Um, just like you said, man, there's a lot of people's edge one. And I, I liken it to if you're talking about a dominant performance. Remember, we were out here a couple of years ago, and Jermaine Johnson was the best player on the football field. Yes. Uh, in the first two, two days. days yeah, two days of practice, didn't even practice the third day. Didn't and I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm not mad at you. Right, <laughs> pack your bags and go home. Go wherever you're going. Go back to train. Right, get ready for the combine. Um, and this is a guy that still failed to a pick 27, I think, with the New York Jets. Right, the back end of the first round. So, I was expecting some type of dominance like that. Um, from late to late, like kind of like a wild type situation. But I, I guess that goes into the conversation, DP, of the element of power. Right. Well, I, I understand speed, right, and, and hand maneuvers and things like that. But I always talk about this, man. And that's why I didn't think the Jared Verse conversation was signed, sealed, delivered, right? Because I, I, I just that, – that's just what I see, man. I think you have to have an element of power. It's still overpowering, guys. It's still a grown man game. We're talking about humans that are 250 pounds plus out there getting after it. And then also, right, you're talking about these offensive tackles that are 300-something pounds that are strong, that when they're good athletes – 
then what happens? Right. When they have good hands, then what happens, right? You have to scare them um, with something else. So I like the lay two, lie two conversation. We'll see, right? We're talking about day two practice. We had a recap. We'll tell you if he dominated in, in, in day two. But I'm going to go with, man, DP, and this, this is hurting me, man, because – I had him as potentially my cornerback one heading into this and in, this 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 college football season, and that's Penn State's cornerback Kalen King. Um, this is my last hope, DP. This is my last hope to be right. And you know, we we don't listen. We don't mind admitting we're wrong, but we definitely don't like being wrong, right? Like nobody wants to be wrong, man. So I'm, I'm this is my last hope, Kalen King. You got two more days to show me. Um, and 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 it wasn't this that I don't think he had bad reps. It just like we talked about neutral reps, right? It was okay, and and you, I, I don't think you can go from potentially CB one to that like, oh man, you're you're CB twenty five now, right? And and I I really want to watch him come out here, and there's also starting to be a lot of buzz about his 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 uh the corner opposite him, right? His teammate Johnny Dixon, and I think that would be a, a you're talking about a turn of the tide, right? You, your teammate ends up going higher than you, which I mean, obviously, is a conversation now. So I'm definitely go with Kalen King, um, just as a guy we'll see. And then can I I'm, I'm gonna mention two guys real quick, um, Cameron Kitchens and Javon Bullard, right? I, I thought Javon played solid. I thought Cam Kitchens. You're gonna have to go make a play um to staple yourself because I think a lot of you we've seen the measurables and the measurables came in, right? We thought it were right 40 time. We're not necessarily sure. I wouldn't be surprised if he was a four, five, five-ish type of prospect. But when you're not that big, you're not that tall, you're not that fast, we know what happens. And I think out here, he's gonna have to make plays on the football so he can show that you know what, they those years in Miami, that wasn't a fluke, right? Like I'm I'm just a natural playmaker out here. And I think he has to do that in order for him to sustain his draft stock. No, 100%, Keith. I think that that safety one, potentially safety two realm that he's been pay, like labeled in, right? Him and Tyler Newbin have been the two guys battling for that safety one crown. And like you talked about, you know, with the quarterbacks. Well, Drake Me, Jaden Daniels, you know, Caleb Williams, they're not here. So if the quarterback, you don't play up to par, you just locking them in as one, two, and three, where Tyler Newbin's not here, right? Jaden Hicks is not here. He He backed out. If Cam Kinches doesn't pull it together and have those make those game changing plays in practice, right? Show the ball skills, show that you can stay and you can click and close in man to man coverage when they put you into the nickel and be that hybrid defender that that every team needs nowadays. If you can't show that and do it effectively and well, you're gonna lose that safety one, safety two. Then you got Jalen Simpson out here who's been who, who did some good things. Like, hey, man, like, Keaton Oladapo, you don't know how this thing can play out, who's 6'1", 6'2", 220 pounds, and this is a guy that can do similar things to Kyle Hamilton, um, you know, that can play around the box, play on the roof, play strong, cover tight ends. He can do those type of things. Keaton Oladapo can do that. Cam Kitchens, it's time to step it up today, because if not, you could really hurt your draft stock. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Listen, I think we called it out, right? The day two um heading into practice right in dp as a matter of fact man listen we have 30 minutes and we on our way to practice man so listen i want to say tap in make sure y'all tap in for the day two recap to see how much of these things played out right and we hope that every guy performs uh, you know much better right we hope that we have some great quarterback takes for you guys but you know this 
we're, we're going to be honest with y'all. We're not going to force anything. So if guys are not playing well, we just have to simply be, be honest with you. And that's part of this draft process. But DP, that wraps up another show, man, of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. We talk everything college football. We talk everything NFL football. But you tap in because the NFL Draft is where everything starts. Listen, man, if you haven't hit the like button, go hit that like button. And if you have something to comment about, Drop a comment, man. If you're not subscribed to the channel, go ahead and subscribe to the fastest growing YouTube channel out there with the best NFL draft content. Listen, man, I am Keith Sanchez. You can find me on X at The Talent Code, man. And that's my guy, man. My guy next to me, right? Damian Parson. You can find him on X at DP underscore NFL. And like we always like to say, man, y'all talk to us because we talk back. And if there's a better time to follow us, we have to see you, boo. Listen, go subscribe and follow for free or wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out, guys, for being our everydayers. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Continue to support this podcast all the way, all right, through draft season into the the preseason in the NFL, everything. Stay tapped in with your guys here. But listen. Like we talk about, we're going to have recap. We're going to have another preview for day three on tomorrow as well. So come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.